What's up, everybody? Jeffrey Lyles, Lyles Movie Files. Uh, yeah, today is celebration day here on Indoor. Uh, the Death Star is just blown up, and I checked in live, looked at Destin, Philly, New York, Cloud City. Everybody's looking really good. It is a great day. The Empire is falling, destroyed, and there's no First Order to replace them, hopefully. So, what's up, Jace? How are you, little brother? Well, I can report from Naboo, everything is looking great over here. How about you? <laughs> great, Chief. What's going on on your end? I'm wonderful, man. You know, uh, just uh, enjoying today. Today is a beautiful day. Yes, it was this weird feeling because normally we record the show on Wednesday and it was like this This uh, timing was so weird because whenever we recorded, it was going to be super late until we had some sort of knowledge in terms of the tone for our show. Uh, typically, this is Lyle's Movie File, so we don't go too deep into politics, but uh, we're not going to stay here too long on this episode, but yeah, this is a good day, and uh, we've been watching The Man-Child throw an extended temper tantrum for the last few days, complaining about things not being fair. Um, so it's really nice to have some conclusion to this and the poetic justice of it happening in Pennsylvania. Chief, what do you think? Uh, you know, man, um, <laughs> I am, I'm just, you know, I'm looking for leadership from the president, man. I, <laughs> I I can't believe that we as a country had finally got to the point where we was just like, mm, let everybody catch it and who dies dies. Like that's that that was the plan. Um, so it's good to be out of that. It's good to be. It's finally. I just want to see somebody be presidential. You know what I mean? Um, like as a person, let me ask you, as a person, when you see like a, a homeless person in the street or or, or, or somebody you know who, who's going through it or having trouble when's the last time you argue with a person like that and so but you know what I mean but as a president you know he would argue with a person like that he would be like mm, I'm just gonna go ahead and argue and I, I'm like dude as a president every argument isn't your argument you're it's okay if you walk away from arguments or just, you know, but he couldn't help himself, man. It's been a bad four years. Nothing got done. Uh, you know, nothing got accomplished. Uh, the taxes, my taxes went to a horrible place where I don't get any money back anymore. But other than that, I mean, what has he done? And then, like I said, we're here in the middle of this pandemic and there's no leadership. And I think I knew that not only that he did he turn Americans into either Republicans or Democrats, but not, you know, simply just being American, but also, I mean, it's just a guy in office with no plans other than to make other millionaires money. So here we are with that. So today's been a good day as far as maybe just seeing, uh, just at the, at the very least, some leadership and compassion come from uh, the president of the United States. Nice. Jace, as a fellow HU grad, uh, we get to celebrate something pretty cool because we have an HU grad as the first female vice president. What are you thinking about this? 
honestly, I couldn't, uh, and I'll, I'll say this very honestly, she was like my choice for president uh, when the primary was going on. And because, <clears throat> sorry about it, but like going to HBCU gives you a certain sense of the world and how awesome we can be. It's like how, uh, <clears throat> what's it, sorry, it's, um, but it's like kind of like Wakanda and like all the awesomeness that black folks can be going to an HBCU and Howard University especially. Uh, so to have somebody who has that kind of background close to, I mean, like is the vice president, that's kind of telling you, it's like, all right, d- decency is actually in the house. <laughs> it's like, hey, we actually care if uh, 250 people, thousand people die and we won't just act like, eh, it is what it is. It's like they're gonna, somebody who's gonna try and actually help everybody and that's, I mean, that's why I just like, I'm, I'm super excited. And the other thing I think I'm also excited about is next year, they're going to come days we don't even think or hear from the president. And I am going to be so ecstatic about that. We're just not going to hear a random tweet from somebody trying to say me, me, me every five seconds like a small child. And I am super ecstatic about that. Absolutely. Okay, like I said, not loud political files, but I mean, it'd be kind of stupid and weird to not address the orange elephant moving out of D.C. as a result of today's big news. That said, let's transition back to what you guys probably expect to hear from us. Uh, let's get started with Mandalorian. First two episodes have come up for season two. It's nice to watch a Star Wars show where continuity matters, where something happens in season one and actually has ramifications and consequences in season two, despite the fact that it's not the same director and the director's vision is not the same as the previous one. Oh, wait, sorry, that's just the recent movies. Fellas, what have you thought about what we've seen from The Mandalorian season two so far? Uh, I, uh, sadly, I've only seen the first episode. The second episode is queued up after now that I don't have to worry about politics for a bit. Uh, but the first episode, like uh, the guy who had uh, Boba Fett's armor on, like I thought I was like talked to you last week. I'm like they could actually do a spinoff series about like a, a random Tatooine uh, cowboy mayor, and it's like I would watch that show. Um, and then you see Boba at the end. He's like, wow, we don't know what Boba's doing. Like, oh, this this could be, you know, years of storyline to talk about. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's, it is actually it's been fun watching uh, the show just because it's like, ah, the stuff that we saw last season has ramifications. This is good. It's like, I don't have to ask, hey, why has nothing changed? But it looks like it's continuing the exact same thing like the previous, I mean, like those uh, Disney trilogy movie. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing the next episode. Chief, are you caught up on it? I saw episode one. I haven't watched episode two yet. Um, episode one was real decent. Um, I'm looking forward to it, you know. I mean, but hell, we're looking forward to any decent Star Wars uh, show right now. I mean, we're just. <laughs> The Star Wars product hasn't been as good as it used to be as of late. So, uh, yeah, so episode one was real decent. 
I like I said, I haven't seen episode two, but I'm looking forward to the season of the uh, Mandalorian. So I'm hoping if it's you know if it's three quarters as good as last season, it'll be a great season. So you know, let let let's 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 get into it. Yes, and I have been diligently. Yo. No, that's not you. Go ahead. Okay. Been trying to be patient and watching Rebels so I can have some Star Wars content. And this way I could have something to watch when Mandalorian came. So I finally finished watching Rebels. And that show just confirmed to me that the people that Kathleen Kennedy had working on the films probably should have just been John Favreau and Dave Filoni. Because as we've seen with Mandalorian, as we've seen from the final season of Clone Wars, and as I just saw in the last two seasons of Rebels, these guys get everything that makes Star Wars special. And with them leading that sequel trilogy, I think we could have had something really special. And I feel like with the characters that they created, they they could have managed the transition from Luke, Han, and Leia much smoother and had a lot more fun and not have the old school fans uh, resent what was going on with these new people. So, uh, Jace, what do you think about that in terms of just what they've done, Favreau and Filoni in particular? and how they could have made the Star Wars movies better. Um, I, 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 this is another conversation we had offline, but one of the things is like, given, like it, there's a difference between being a, liking a movie and actually being a fan of the story. Like, I can say, hey, I'm a fan of Lord of the Rings, but I also know I didn't read I didn't read all the Lord of the Rings books. I didn't read, I mean, like, because there's, like, I mean, just the books have, like, giant amounts of information that just isn't in the story, I mean, in the movie. Um, but trying to do that in Star Wars, I mean, it's, I mean, like, yeah, like, like Star Trek. I couldn't make it, I like Star Trek movies, but I couldn't make a good Star Trek. I, I couldn't make, if you gave me the keys to Star Trek, I would screw it up big time. I'd be like, I wouldn't know what to do with a Borg, a Klingon, or Romulan at all. I, I would just be lost. And I think that's what they had. They did with the the sequel trilogy. It's like they gave it to guys who were like, oh yeah, I like the movies, but they didn't understand them. It was like, but Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they understand the source material. And then it gets you can start with like just a thin character. And that being your starting, then they say, hey, here's one character I got. I want Finn to be a lead character. And they'd be like, okay, that's my guy. I can go with a perfect Star Wars trilogy from this one guy. Or if you want Ray to be this, like, hey, she's the daughter of what? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, you know, I mean, Ray was on Tatooine. He had, you know, he was having some fun. From there, we could literally make a Star Wars trilogy that would have been great with the, either one of those two guys. And it's unfortunate that Kathleen, I mean, and, and I, and I'll give her credit. She recognized this sadly after the trilogy was over that she just didn't understand it. And she gave it to people who didn't fully comprehend the work. And, but unfortunately that hindsight is 2020 
and now you got, I mean, the, the basic divide is called the Skywalker saga and the Disney trilogy. I mean, the Disney trilogy, and that's that's unfortunate because we're not going to care about any Star Wars movies that don't have those two guys attached to it. Well, that's not true because I, I I like Solo, really like Rogue One. I just think they may be better suited on the movie front, just doing standalone films with newer characters. What do you think? For whatever reason, my mute button is ignoring me. Um, <laughs> and I keep hitting it. It keeps unmuting itself. Um, and I think you're right. Rogue One was good. Solo was decent. Um, even though I read somewhere something about the, the actor who did Solo didn't want to do it again or something. But um, yeah, uh, you know, these these Star Wars movies uh <laughs> they can you you can have a decent movie, but uh, I mean, you you definitely have to put some thought into it, and definitely have to put some thought into like where the timeline is, and or, or, and what these characters are, and what they you know what I mean. It just I I think sometimes they just throw a movie together and just be like, no, oh, we're gonna make money off it, just just throw it to them, <laughs> and. The reality of the situation is people are into these movies. They study these movies. They read books about these movies. Or they read books about Star Wars in general. Um, I remember, I was, you know, I never was a, 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 you know, a Star Wars person, you know what I mean? Um, I knew that there was Star Wars, and then when you say Empire, you know, for the second movie, you better say Empire. Um but they have books like going back through time with the Sips and, you know, people know all these things. So if you don't take the time to, to, to do a movie properly, you know, people are going to notice. And, I, you know, unfortunately, you took the best characters from the series and didn't do a proper movie. Um, and, and, and people noticed. Yeah. I wanted to talk about some other stuff, but since I have you two on here, I know we'll have a good discussion on it. I rewatched Man of Steel this week and um, watched without any context of like, oh, this is how I thought they should have done with it. Because I've watched the Nolan Batman films about a couple weeks ago now. And so I was like, hey, you know, let me watch Man of Steel again. I like the movie clearly. Been a fan of the DC films, uh, some are more, some more so than others. But I really rated Man of Steel high when I saw it the first time, and when I watched it again this week, I was like, "Yeah, this is a really, really good movie." There are some things that kind of clash with what I think a Superman story should be, but from a real world perspective, I get why. Donovan is like, nah, dude, you can't show anybody what you do. They're going to lock you up. They're going to put you away, and you won't be able to have a normal life. And I get that because, I mean, gosh, that's that's just reality, right? And But I was just watching. It's like there's so much good here, like the fight scenes. I mean, you know, we have we've never seen a Superman fight scene where he just got to go for it. 
and maybe there's a little bit too much crazy destruction of everything, but man, it was fun watching Superman just fight and fight against people who have powers like him and where he could just go for it and they could go for it and he didn't have to hold back. That was really fun. I don't think Amy Adams is in perfect Lois Lane, but I think she's such a good actress that she can overcome maybe not the best casting. Like Kate Bosworth could not do it in Superman Returns. I didn't buy her as Lois Lane for a second. Amy Adams, I'm like, well, I don't know if you're the best fit, but you're good. So you can make it work. And I love Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. There's just so many good elements to it. And I just feel like the direction in which they took the franchise, most notably with Doomsday and the last act of Batman versus Superman, is kind of a turning point to a certain degree. But what do you guys think about Man of Steel? Like, what are your, like, top two things that you really liked about it and two or one thing that you would have changed most? Uh, Jason, let me start with you. Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm going to say what I really liked about it was the cast. I really did like the cast on that. Unlike uh, like Dawn of Justice. I really... I. I actually, I like, I mean, I think Amy Adams, I think she did a really good job in that role. I mean, I agree with you, Kate Bosler was not the way to go. She was not Margot Kidder's successor at all. But, I mean, that, that would definitely be my one thing. I, I mean, action scenes, I, I mean, I don't, I don't even think they were overblown. I think the action scenes were great in that, because he, like I said, he's going against a bunch of people from Krypton. It's not, they're not going to be like, you know, throwing people into a car and, and the car barely moves. Like, yeah, you're, like, you're going to be, I mean, Ursa, throw him in through like three small towns because that's what kind of power she is. And she has, I mean, they don't have restraint. They just like, no, I'm going to use every drop of this power I got. And also can help you later on say like, wow, this is how much strength Superman has. The, and, I, and, I, and I'm, I'm trying to think. Your rating on that movie was 8.5? No. Um, let me pull it up. I think, I think, I gave it a 10. Okay. Well, I, again, as I said, like, I kind of say, my, my three problems with the movie are Kellen's Odd and... A problem, and I think. Well, I'm sorry. My, my two big problems are Killing Zot, and I think the score of the movie is horrible. I think really? That's I, so funny because, man, I was like, man, this movie, the, the score really gives it a sense of importance. Where it's like, I'm like into the score, and I don't know if you just like watch it where you have to keep the volume low or whatever. But man, the score is like, it makes it feel majestic, like Superman. Now, about your other point with Zod, I I feel like if he had been Superman for a few months, he would have come up with a different solution. But that's basically his first day as Superman. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, and, and as I always, I, I kind of mess around. It's like, well, I always thought they were going to come up with some, some sneak way to throw Zod back into the, into the Phantom Zone. Like, there, that one small part, if you just throw him in there, he'll be sucked into the Phantom Zone, and then that'll be the end of Zod. I mean, which, of course, leads into the stupid of making Zod Doomsday, which I, looks like I, my, my way was probably a better way to go. But, 
But I, I always thought the, the soundtrack was so just boom, boom, boom. It was like there was there was a point where it's like if it was subtle, more subtle, it would have been better. And then when you had those big giant like him fighting Zod, it's like yeah, okay, this is when you you know take it up a little bit better. I mean, a little more. So that those are my two problems. Everything else on that movie, I think, was great. Chief, I know you're a huge Man of Steel fan. What were the two best parts, and was one or two things you would change? Uh, well, contrary to to uh, Jason, I I like the fact that he killed Zod, because um, you know you didn't expect that coming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Superman killing somebody? What? So, you know, I mean, and my man was adamant. He was like, "I'll never stop." You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> so, he was going so, off. Yeah, it's not like he was like, well, you know, all right, so man, I yield. He was like, nah, listen, I'm I'm never gonna stop. You're holding me. I'm still gonna point my eyes at the, at this family here and kill them. Um, you gotta forgive my bird, man. He's crazy loud. Yeah, I think he thinks I'm talking to him. So he's talking back. Let me see if I can step into this other room here. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so, you know, um, that's my point. I like that part. I did enjoy um, their origin story. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, I thought it was a decent origin story from what, you know, what we used to. Kind of, we kind of showed him how he had to learn restraint, mm-hmm. um, his, you know, learn his powers, um, how he he, you know, he got a few Joe jobs before he ended up as a, a reporter for the Daily Planet. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, just the things that he had to go through in order to, to grow. You know what I mean? Because I think mm-hmm. when, when we watched it, there was, he went from high school to the damn Daily Planet. Yeah. <laughs> you, the Christmas Eve story. <laughs> there was no in-between. You know, there's no real in-between. Um. So I like that, and then, like I said, the the the, the fights were epic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we showed him fighting the uh the the big uh, Kryptonian. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just just it was it was all around good. The things I would have changed. You know, I like the movie, man. I you know I had things. People's, I wish I could have changed people's perspectives going in. Like, I don't know what they were looking for, that Christopher Reeves kind of campy Superman or the the letdown of, like, like if you really just get into the story, it's a good story. It I don't is. know why people wanted it. It was, you know, like, ah, it was too dark. And I'm like, dark? It wasn't dark. It was just Superman. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, um... We watch, you know, we watch the Avengers. The Avengers is dark. Superman, yeah. you, know, you know what I mean? Um, Real dark. Yeah, so... Like every I, movie, somebody gets killed. Right. Every, every movie, somebody gets killed. Somebody who's your favorite gets killed. Right. You know, one of your favorites. Um, it's just one of those things where I just wish people had enjoyed it more instead of the, 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 the hate on it that they gave it. I thought it was a really good, really, really good movie. And um, I mean the, the the Superman Superman was cast right. I mean we were always fussing about you know who the hell like Robert Pattinson as Batman. I'm still not with that. Um, 
And, I mean, I wasn't with Ben Affleck as Batman. You know what I mean? So it wasn't it wasn't those. You know, I didn't like Ben Affleck. So, um, perfect Superman. You know, Lois Lane was cool. I mean, she's a great actress. Um, <laughs> fish burns and everything. He's like, you know, like almost like Samuel Jackson. Um, and uh, like I said, man, it was just a, a good plot, a good plan. Uh, you got a little bit of Krypton with uh, my man uh, Crow. Crow, Crow. Dude, that, that that Krypton scene. Yeah. You know, I haven't watched that in just long enough to when I rewatched it, it was like, whoa, this is really cool. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. It, it was a good movie. And, you know, people were like, ah. But I'm like, you know, from like pretty much it was always something going on. So there wasn't too many lows. You didn't get bored with the movie. It was a good movie, and I just wish, if anything, I would have changed. I would have changed people's perspective going in. Like, yo, clear your mind of whatever Superman you had. This is the Man of Steel. We're going to go in. We're going to, you know, and just enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, it didn't happen that way. But hopefully we'll get to see, you know, it run back in a, in a Man of Steel 2 or something. Okay. Well, I, I mean, and a weird thing, do you think maybe some of their perception was like folks perception before they came in on the movie was off because of the uh, Superman outfit. Problem with the Superman outfit, man. The Superman outfit is, you know, it, it's not that bright campy, uh, you know, uh, red, you know, red and blue and yellow joint from, from, you know, it was, it, it was, yeah. if you like, when I watch it on my TV, it's it's kind of shiny if you look at yeah. it. It's like um, it's kind of a shiny outfit. It's, it's yeah. you know it has darker colors, but the colors kind of sparkle in a way. They're very reflective. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, and and if if you let like that, so the the you know he had cool boots on. They weren't you know uh, 1980s California. I'm out here partying in these tight boots boots. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if you watch, you know, uh, right, you watch, you ever watch Jay Chappelle and Holly, uh, Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories? And he's like, man, in the, in the, in the 80s and 90s, this is what y'all wore out there in the club. And that's how the 80s boots was. They was like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? You could wear that in the club as a guy with a blouse. You know what I mean? These boots was more, like, his whole outfit was just more. Ah, more manly, I thought. It was just, it wasn't no bright colors, you know what I mean? It wasn't bright colors. It was kind of toned down, yet the sun made them pop. Uh, almost like candy paint. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You're like, when you're watching it, as soon as the sun hits it, it comes alive. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, people hated the outfit, but get past the outfit, get in the movie. You know what I mean? I, mean, I think he but, just needed, and, and like, is, the red belt. I right, think that but was all he needed, just to break up the outfit a little. Right, but here's the thing. You hated Superman, and you complained about the outfit, and then you loved Shazam. And I thought Shazam's outfit was the weakest one of the bunch. <laughs> it was phony. It was puffy. Uh, and I'm just like, yo, how, how, does that, how does that work with the Superman outfit you hate and the Shazam outfit is all love? Like, his chest stuck out like two feet. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was like, it was like, you could have 
Matt, if you could have gone like the middle ground of like Avengers costume colors with that Superman outfit, I think it would have been like if you just showed out on a promo. I think a lot of people would have came in with a better attitude towards Superman, and then they would probably come like closer to what we were versus oh, I hated it that they, they ended up with. Yeah, I think the problem was there was some residual hate on that uh, Green Lantern outfit, and people were like, "Why are you making it more complex and complicated than it need be?" But I think to the Chief's point, watching it on a big screen with a good picture, and maybe some you know theaters just aren't as good as the home TVs now, but you can see and appreciate all the detail that's in it, like all the texturing, and when you think about it, his mom didn't make that suit. I mean, that was just like the, hey, this is packed in from dad. Here you go. And that makes the alien type nature of the outfit make a lot more sense. So that's what Zod and all the Kryptonians are wearing. And for him to rock that, and without the pants, because, you know, that's not what they wore on Krypton or the uh, shorts. But yeah, I liked it. And it was just weird because, you know, like you watch a movie and you like it. And then you don't watch it in a while and it's like, whoa, this is so much better than I remember. And it just had me so excited for like the next part. And I'm like, yeah, I like Ben Affleck's Batman and Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. But that whole Batman and Superman conflict really needs Ultimate Edition to to really <laughs> get going. And I think not putting that version in theaters or not cutting out whatever they needed to get that same amount of runtime for theaters tell the actual full story was DC's biggest mistake with this uh, movie series so far. Because if they had just run the Ultimate Edition or cut out some of the stuff that we don't see paid off until maybe the Snyder Cut comes out, man, my good grief, that was some missed opportunity. But anyway, I just want to talk to y'all about that real fast because I was just like hype and just said, hey, let's talk about it with the two heads that I know love this. Now, let's continue on with Warner Brothers. So, apparently, Johnny Depp is now out of the Fantastic Beats uh, franchise. He was in the first one in the last second, and he showed up in the second one as the main villain. And apparently, this Amber Heard drama was too much, and Warner Brothers was like, yo, we need you to step aside, and we're going to recast the role. He did, no problem. He's still engaged with this thing with Amber Heard who was apparently filming scenes in the Snyder Cut of Justice League. So I don't know if that says anything about where Warner Brothers stands on the whole Johnny Depp business. But, yeah, so he's out. Jace and I have always been like, there's no reason to take Colin Farrell out of that role because he was excellent, one of his best performances. But now they're going to have to recast, uh, what's, what's the little boy's name, Jace? Because clearly I'm not going to be right in a Harry Potter movie. Oh, oh, uh... Grindelwald. Yeah, Grindelwald. That's all you have to do. Right. Thank you. What do y'all think about this? Should they have kept him on when all that stuff first came out? Because I feel like that second movie came out like right around the time all these allegations came. Or is this the right call to recast the role now? I think... I don't, I don't know if they were 100% sure they were going to recast it until... Like, he basically sued, like, a paper in London to say, you know, these allegations are false. And then after kind of the preponderance, they kind of said there were, the allegations were substantially true. 
And after that, it's a whole lot easier to say, oh, okay, if these allegations are true, yeah, then you need to go. Okay. Please. I mean, before, because it seemed like at one point there was kind of a conflict on whose side was actually legit. Right. I'm not sure. I mean, again, I'm not the lawyer and I have not delved into the pleadings on either of this, but it's like, without knowing that full, I'm like, I kind of would see, I would go Warner Brothers route. And then based on one judge, it's like, it's a lot easier to say, hey, I can just recast versus one judge. And hey, if it's not, we all go our separate ways anyway, but I'm willing to, you know, go clean and, you know, go start the next thing. But then again, I still got to deal with J.K. Rollins opening her mouth, so I might have to just start the whole thing. Right. It's like him with his wife is one whole issue entirely, but J.K. Rollins is just machine gun blasting away uh, a wave of super intolerance. So it's it's like, wow, okay. Chief, what do you think about this? And did you note how Jace slipped into lawyer mode, or is that just me? Isn't that's what lawyers do, isn't it? I mean, man, um, I was like, whoa. Right, you know, I thought he was going to, you know, start talking some lawyer jargon that I was going to be searching the dictionary for. <laughs> um, here's the thing. Did, did he do it or didn't he do it? It's not clear. See, it, and that's my thing. You know, I, you know, on one hand, I get it. You made my cast him in the role and just as the movie hits the allegations become true um you know um and but here's the thing i definitely don't agree with uh casting her in the movie either because if she, well, she's not if it, casting she's not casting her in the movie no oh, i thought somebody uh, said that she was going to be in there no gosh no just her running her out you know. i was about to say uh well here's so it, I am all for 100% if it's true him being out the movie. Any 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 abuser, any man uh putting his hands on a woman if it's true, I am 100% for whatever punishment they get. I just don't like the idea of stripping someone uh of everything before we find out if it's a yes or no. Um you know, because that technically, you know, that's to me that opens up a whole list of people just coming out and just, hey, somebody did this to me, somebody did that to me, and people saying, well, you're fired or you can't do this because these these allegations were brought against you. Um, so I don't know if if he's guilty or not, and I, you know, if if he's found guilty, I get it, and um. I just don't, you know. I have, he, I, I liked him in the part. I mean, you know, you know, Deb is a hell of an actor, uh, and he plays. You know, he gets some great roles. I just, I'm not sure if, you know, if stripping him was right. If he's, if he didn't do anything, if if she's angry with him or, or whatever the case may be. And now wholeheartedly, if he has done these things, yes, you can't, you can't put bad press onto a movie. People will not go to that movie just because, you know, of of the things that he done and, and, and you know, and that's their that you know, that's their God given right. You don't have to you know, people do wrong, you don't have to support them uh with your money. But what if he didn't do it? What if he's losing roles now because he didn't? I remember uh while while back the uh the talking dead guy. 
Oh, yeah, because <laughs> Yeah, so he was accused of something, and they pulled him. Wow. I mean, it was like, mm, I, you know, he did such and such, pulled him. And then these things were found out to not be true. And I was like, gosh, yeah, you know, they didn't even give the dude, you know what I mean? No, you know what I mean? Like, you can't, you've got to stop jumping on a side before these, these things are are found to be true or not. And uh and I get it, you gotta make the movie before it comes out and maybe the maybe the movie hits May twenty third and then maybe they go to court on the the fifteenth of May and you know you, you can't take that chance. I get that. Like, hey listen man, we can't take that chance. Uh, you know, but if if that's not the case, if the movie comes out and he's not doing court for another two years you know, you got to cast him, man. I just, you know, he's not, he's just been accused. You're, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's just how it goes. And and people don't like to take that stance anymore, but technically that is the stance. Um, well, kind of like these allegations were out almost like as soon as the second movie was out and they didn't hold a movie. It's like now that there's like kind of this blank slate before they start filming again, it's like, why not pull him now versus finding halfway through the filming and then we find out it was true? It's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, I get it, Gase. I just, you know, like I said, uh, if, you know, if, if, if it's coming to, yeah, if it's coming to the point of filming, I get they, they got to pull him. I'm just, you know, uh, you know, I just hate the way that it's going down if, if he's not guilty. I, 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 I like this, you know, I like this character. Um, you know, I'm hoping that he didn't abuse old girl. Um, you know, well, you know, so we'll see, man. But, you know, is it going to be as good without him? Who knows? Maybe nobody knows he's gone. Um, you know, it, it is it is what it is, I guess. You know, this it's just it's, it's how we are nowadays. Right. All right. So we haven't seen episode one. But apparently Loki has already been greenlit for a second season, which is good news for people who like to start a show and then get pissed off when it gets canceled. But since this isn't on NBC, I guess we didn't have to worry about that. Disney Plus knows how to make money, and it's all about that sweet, sweet content that we all crave when it's time for subscription renewal time. What do you guys think about this? That's a great thing. Like, I mean, you, I don't have to worry about, like, a Swamp Thing kind of situation where I don't even bother get, get to watch the first episode before I know it's already tracked. You know, well, <laughs> so, I mean, that's a great thing. Like, oh, all right, okay, you guys trust in Loki enough that you guys already know that it's a way to go. I'm good. To, I, I'm, I'm glad to see that. I mean, I still have no idea what the whole storyline is going to be, but that, that, I mean, that's also intriguing. It's like, I mean, did we have like a straight up comic book Loki? Because he's the dude after. I mean, Loki is probably going to be the Loki right after uh, Avengers, versus the one from after Thor Ragnarok. So it's like, oh, or the one after Thor Dark World. He is completely shady Loki. Yeah. So we got. I mean, that's like a part. I mean, like a complete vacuum of stuff he can do, and he has a Tesseract. So it's like, what mess can he get into? Oh, I'm really intrigued. Oh, you're right. You just have the Tesseract. I thought it will be fun. Chief, you can you can get Tenet on Blu-ray and DVD uh, and 4K 
on December 15th. So do you feel bad now about not going to see it in the movie theaters? Uh, I'm going to run right out on December 15th and check the mail and come back in and sit back down on my couch. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I had no uh, real interest of seeing Tenet when it hit the theater theaters. Uh, certainly after uh, four months have gone by, uh, three or four months have gone by, I, have no, I still have no interest. And when it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever the case may be, um, I will not. Um, and just, you know, and maybe because, you know, I'm... I don't know if y'all know this. Jeff, we've known each other for damn near 30 years, if not more. Wow. Um, That's a minute, Chief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Jace, Jace too, because I mean... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Um, I am petty. And my pettiness, my pettiness knows no bounds. Like, I'm the type of dude on Facebook, when it's my birthday, I screenshot everybody who wish me happy birthday. So that when their birthdays come around, if I'll look through and see if they text me happy birthday on my birthday, and if they didn't, I don't give them shit. I don't like that's me. Like that's how petty I am, and it's not even like that's not even the depth of my pettiness. So when they were like, "Well, we're gonna throw this in the movies, and we're not gonna put it out for you to watch at home," I was like, "Oh, okay." So I, I felt slighted by that. I felt like, mm, you want me to go out and, and die to watch your movie. Now that you were like, mm, yeah, we're going to throw it out on DVD. I'm like, you know what? I'm like, um, I'm not even going to make the attempt to, to watch a movie. If it's on uh, HBO or Cinemax or Showtime in the next couple months, sure, I'll sit down and I'll watch it. But after you, I think you you, you, you tried to kill the American people to watch it. <laughs> like, nah. You can keep that money now. I'm, You know, I would have, if you were throwing it on Amazon or something, I would have bought the movie and watched it here at the house. But I don't like the way you went about it. I don't like the way you was like, mm, we're going to put this out anyway. You know what I mean? The hell with y'all. And uh, now I'm like, mm, okay. Oh, it didn't do well? Oh, well, rush it to DVD. Mm, <laughs> okay. Well, you you can keep on rushing, partner, because uh, <laughs> you'll get none of my dollars. Still waiting for you. Jay, what do you think about this? Hey, again, I, you, I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm petty, but I, I've definitely was like, hey, this is the route you guys should have gone. You could have got you could have bent my thirty bucks six, I mean three or four months ago by putting this on, you know, direct to video. But you didn't, so you lost that money. And then I'll probably get it. I mean, I'll get it on Blu-ray. But I mean, it's like, I mean, and that's only if sometimes you you have to advertise exactly the day I feel like buying a movie for me to even remember it's out. Like, oh, then it's out. I guess I should wish it finally, since you guys are stupid and, and you know released it in theaters just to try and see if we could make a couple of bucks to make Christopher Nolan happy. Like, no, I'm good. I, I, I'll, I'll enjoy it when I can. So follow me in December. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it for today. So, fellas, do you have any nominees for Dummy of the Week? 
And I think I got 70 million dummies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that pretty much that never says it all. But, uh, those are definitely my dummies. Chief, you got any? No, nah, I don't think I have any dummies of the week. I, you know, this week, man, it's been just so uh, loco coco for real. Um, and you know, I've I haven't been able to concentrate on anything other than who the hell's gonna win this damn thing going for. Um, you know, and I'm still really, you know, they're like, yeah, my man's gonna be the winner, but I'm <laughs> I'm still kind of like, mm, I'm gonna wait and see. Uh, you know what I mean? My man, my man, my man, my man, he's, he's, he's a, he's a wildly bastard. And, uh, I think he probably, you know, he's got some tricks up his sleeves or something. I don't, who knows, man. Um, so we'll see, man. Uh, uh, dummy of the week, man. I, I, you know, what else is, I, I don't even know what else has happened this week. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm, what else is going on? Uh, Maybe the Raiders. Who knows? You know, like, hey, you failed COVID protocol. Everybody's getting hit with a fine and a loss of a six-round draft pick. Uh, that's the only other thing I saw this week. Uh, John Gruden. I didn't even hear what you were saying. I just saw him talking and I read the caption. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, well, we're about to wrap up, but we got a special uh, guest popping in. Gunner. We talked about things, but what would you like to say about today's big news? Uh, this is cool. Every uh, Howard alumni that you know is about to ask the fool. Don't pull this HBCU crap on us. Just say Howard. That way you save yourself some grief. That's the only thing. Um, black folks, we still got work to do to make sure they do earn our vote that we voted overwhelmingly, despite some headlines here and there. Uh, all of us, black women, black men, we all voted pretty overwhelmingly. So let's make sure we hold them accountable for the next four years and not just sit on our hands. That's all. All right. <laughs> Gunner. That's what, what up? That's going to do it for us on this one. Thank y'all out there for rolling. Thank y'all for listening. This episode of Live Movie Files has been filed.